I'm in your egg and everywhere like glitter With diamonds in my veins, glitter All I want is to hear from you like glitter Some girls are made to shine Hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ, the glitter episodes where I ramble about topics that interest me, answer call-ins and tell you all about my crazy life. How are you all? I am good, thanks for asking. I have so much RPG to talk about today. My life has been full on crazy. I don't even know where to start, so I guess let's do this on a timeline and go back to my last update in late November. So it's technically only been two months since then, but I feel like quite a lot has happened. Okay, so I have two new flatmates and they're amazing. They moved in over the Christmas break and we've been getting to know each other and having an absolute blast. We actually just got home from a boozy birthday brunch for Amy at Denny's. We'll be saying happy birthday over her chocolate lava cake at absolute full noise. Zero regrets about anything, including the bubbles we drank. I'm buzzed. So when would be better to do a podcast than right now? <laughs> also over Christmas, I just wanted to boast that I actually did get my family to play a game of D&D with me, which was pretty epic, honestly. My cousin, who hardly speaks, surprised the crap out of me by screaming at spiders, burning down an entire building. Uh, it was incredible to see the change in her, and I can honestly not wait until we get the opportunity to do that again. Then, I got the opportunity to be a special guest on the Terrible Adventures of the Janderson Bruford's Parchment Company. Yes, that is the full name of the podcast. Um, it's still a bit of a secret as the episode isn't technically out yet, but I can tell you that I got to play the person in charge of a pyramid scheme that they're investigating. It was so much fun getting to surprise an awesome crew of players and being the evil one for a change. I'd love to do that again for sure, so if anybody out there is looking for someone to come in and play that evil NPC, I would be super keen to do that. Um, then I got to play my first in-person game that we've played of 2021 and I know some of you out there are like in-person games I thought they didn't exist anymore here in New Zealand we are pretty lucky and we do get to do these things so I felt pretty lucky to be able to do it um we actually played a game called Monstrous Regiment where I played a junior manticore with abandonment issues after adventurers killed my mum and then carried her head around um, past me where I was hiding in my tiny little hole as a manticore baby. Um, and then my dad was never really seen again and she wanted nothing more than revenge on those a-hole adventurers. Uh, so she teamed up with a bunch of other likely monsters uh, and it was a really fun um, game sitting around a table with some incredible role players, uh, just having an absolute blast, like just flipping all the tropes on their heads. And um, yeah, uh, she we made it inside the uh, castle where the adventurers were last seen. 
we did make it through the adventurer's rooms, only stopping to pee and rip on the rip up the uh, paladin's room uh, when we found it, and then steal all the rogue stuff because that felt appropriate. Uh, we did end up finding my dad, who had been Mr. Big Manticore, had been trapped, and they were like leeching his magic um, to like run the city or whatever. So that was like even more reasons to be angry at the adventurers uh, and then we found out that the adventurers were actually kind of stumbled their way into using some bad magic because they defeated this I forget now it's like a necromancer or something and they were using one of its the necromancer's powerful artifacts and accidentally going all dark uh, so it was kind of nice to kick their ass actually sadly uh, my junior manticore was last seen disappearing through a portal to worlds unknown as she tried to take the lead uh, wizard caster or whatever out by scratching him and ended up taking him with her through the portal that he had created so I hope she's okay wherever she ended up I really liked playing her but um she might also be dead now so shrug um what else okay so wellycon planning we've started the process to create the next D&D adventure in wellycon 2021 we had some serious learnings from last year that i'm excited to fix up for this year and really get that room cranking full of excited players um it was a really great chat and i feel like we moved forward but now i am halted actually waiting on my co-host to make a decision and it's a little frustrating considering we're on a time crunch whether we want to even be involved or not i do my vote is yes Let's get going, but I'm halted. Um, trying to be supportive and patient and not get annoyed uh, because it's a money problem. And I actually couldn't care less about the money. It's the easiest decision for me of the whole thing because I don't actually do D&D for the money. Yes, I know as a paid DM, occasionally I get paid to do it. As a paid D&D performer, sometimes I get paid to do that, but... When I do a con, it's not about the money. It's about, it's a sweet bonus for doing something I love for sure, but it's about working with people. It's about bringing the game to them. It's about seeing those sweet moments where everything clicks and they have a good time and I get to, I get to be there when that happens. So, and I get to introduce them to hopefully what will go on to be a lifelong love, which is incredible to be involved in that. But I feel like my partner does not agree with that statement and is after as much money as possible. So this could be a sticking point and I'm not really sure what to do about it. Um, watching him push for more money is actually kind of embarrassing for me when I know they can't really afford it and I think they work really hard. So why are they cutting themselves short for us it makes no sense so ugh. anyway I'm sure it'll work out some way or other maybe I'll run my own con <laughs> I shouldn't think too hard about that uh I might actually start planning it and I really don't have time for that so <laughs> let's not speaking of cons let's move on Capcon happened on winning Wellington anniversary weekend. So Capcon is a LARP and TTRPG convention made up of volunteer GMs and people that pay to attend. I paid $12 for the pleasure of DMing seven three-hour sessions over two days. And that might mean kind of crazy to you, but that's the least money I've ever spent on self-marketing and I always get the best results from it. I have an audience of undivided attention playing inside the world of Aizen straight out of the podcast, which I reference and hand out business cards for after every game. I also showcase the type of DM I am with cosplay and gear and crazy amounts of energy. And then I tell them I can be hired for games through Questbook. 
I also have posters and cards for Diceratops and Jules from NZ and any other projects I happen to be involved with at the time. So yeah, it's well spent time and money. I always get new listeners, a flood of new followers on Twitter, Insta and Facebook. So $12 and 21 hours of DMing? Yep, I do it. I also have an amazing time. I ran four different games over the seven sessions and not a single game turned out like I expected. And every single one made me laugh until I nearly cried. So they turn up excited. They turn up keen. They turn up ready to play for three hours solid. They are so just wrapped up in the story and their characters for for people that got handed their characters to them more often than not. Who wouldn't DM for players like that? They're like the dream players, so you should really try it one year if you're thinking about it. And speaking of running games for epic players, I'm still running Ghosts of Saltmarsh for my Polly's Angels. They have made it across the necro-powered desert, 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 uh, and last night they made it inside the ruins of the Abbey on Abbey Isle. Now, I don't want to do spoilers for those who haven't played the module, but wow, did I have some fun preparing for this chapter. There is so much fun combat ready to go down, but a lot of it can actually be avoided by cleverness. And I think my players may have accidentally been really clever. And well, we'll see if they manage to figure out the Abbey secrets or not. I will keep you posted. And speaking of secrets, I have secretly been making another one-shot adventure. This one was special for a really special girl. Her name is Sasha, and I met her at Wellycon last year, and she has been badgering her parents to get me to run a game for her, unbeknownst to me, and finally, for her 13th birthday party, she won. So they came to Questbook, and they requested me to run a special, funny and scary but not too dark, one shot for her birthday for her and five of her friends. I was so excited! I did remember Sasha, she was the one who attended with her brother, and she was excited to find out that girls were not only dungeon masters of D&D, but that you could dress up, get ridiculous with your roleplay, and it could be way more fun than her brother had made it seem. So, when she contacted me to be a part of her birthday, well it had to be special, right? And Joey can tell you that I pulled my hair out thinking about concerts, going back to thinking about running an old one shot because I hated everything I was coming up with and generally being hard on myself. But I eventually pulled it together. And with a little bit of talking with my best pal and voila! The Mad Mage of Merton was born. The quintessential Mad Mage in his tower near the town, but far enough away that his crazy experience experiments don't usually affect Merton that much. Until static electricity builds across the town, the blacksmith keeps being zapped across the room every time they go to use their anvil, and now they know it's time to call in the big guns. Those whistle whistles that everybody keeps talking about. So the whistle whistles must enter the tower of the Mad Mage, find out what he's doing to the town that has them so charged up, and stop it before somebody dies. Of course the Mad Mage's tower isn't simple to navigate. It has its tricks and its traps and its triggers, and, well, it's enough to keep them busy. But they're on a clock, so will they make it through on time? Well, I can tell you that this party did, but I'm not going to tell you how. Spoilers! 
I love this game and I cannot wait to test run it again after making some tweaks for it. I ran it for the first time for the party, which is risky, but I'm feeling more confident in my game creation and my skill as a DM to adjust on the fly, so I was sure I could make it work. But now I want to take it away and build it for a different level. I ran it at third level, but I think this one could be a really fun fourth or sixth level adventure, and I'm just playing around with that right now. Maybe a fourth. I think a fourth. So I just want to tweak it a bit and then re-release as it is. So... Some of my favorite moments, though, from this birthday party were them yelling at the door, Happy birthday, Sasha! Over and over and over, despite this password clearly not working. And all of us falling about laughing. And, well, I think the other one was the weary way they approached all of the presents that I had, because it's a birthday adventure, so of course all the treasure was wrapped up as presents, right? So they rolled every check under the sun before opening. Anyone would think that Sasha had played with me before and didn't trust a perfectly innocent present to be just that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she had a point based on her previous game with me. But they weren't. It wasn't a trick, but that was fun for me to watch. But my favorite part of the game, as always, was watching the people who hadn't played before go from nervous to interested to actively part of every combat and roleplay opportunity. A young Indian girl, Nikki, was playing a bard character called Raj. She had never played before, so I took some time to explain what a bard was and what they might do, walking her through the spells and the abilities ha that she had, just in a very generic, this is kind of what they do, we'll figure that out in the middle of play kind of way. She was quiet for a while after our chat, as she was reading through her sheets and stuff, but when her character found the pipes of the sewer in a present and realized that as a bard she was the only one that could play these pipes, you could see her get excited. And her moment wasn't too long afterwards. Faced with, spoilers for my campaign, uh, for, for my one shot, uh, a gelatinous cube blocking their exit of the labyrinth, she spoke up. Despite the chaos of the table, everyone stopped to listen. She pulled out her phone and said, I play the pipes. And she pressed play on a track that she had already queued up. You might know it, although I doubt you'd know the name of it. It's Mundian Tabakehehehe. Uh, I'm sorry if I mangled that pronunciation, but I think you'd know the song if you thought about it. And you can even um, message me and I'll tell you the name and you can look it up. So she pitched that her rats came out dancing to that music with arms moving in traditional Indian dance movements, pick up the cube and carry it slightly down a side hallway. Everyone absolutely fell about laughing and dancing to this track to the idea of rats that were dancing. So, of course, I allowed it. I also gave her inspiration because awesome. Um, the rats did die from being absorbed into the cube as they were carrying it, but not before they saved the day. So what a great time. What a great moment. These are the reasons I DM. Ah, oh, it was awesome. There was, there was just a million moments like that. I could keep talking about that game forever, but we're on a clock, so I won't. What I will tell you is I was talking to the parents picking up their kids from the party afterwards, and they all said that I wasn't what they were expecting. I mean, I was in full cosplay, and I am a female. I'm aware of these things, but they described me as not your usual DM. Not your usual DM. And although that statement is describing years and years of stereotypes and usually it makes me a little sad or annoyed, deep buried inside, this time I wasn't even a little bit mad. Because right at the moment that one of the parents said it, 
Sasha wandered past, and in her teenage way just simplified it. She just said, yeah, she's better, and walked off. So yeah, I'm going to not just own that, but be proud of it. I'm not your usual DM. Thanks, Sasha. <laughs> so then, as part of the Deceratops podcast that I'm one of the rotating cast for, we decided to do a photo shoot for marketing reasons. And we're also throwing out a bunch of marketing everywhere, so fresh picks are helpful for that, right? So all of our mad throwing out press releases and going social media crazy generated some interest from the local newspaper, the Dominion Post. So they sent a photographer along to our shoot. They interviewed our DM Morgue and also interviewed um, DM Brad from Fate of Eisen. So I ended up as one of the poster children of a seriously cool article about the rise of D&D in popular culture and how we've managed to link it to live performance here in Wellington NZ that sell out pretty much every time. I think they kind of wanted to know why. <laughs> but this article is super great, it's positive, supportive, and we sound less geeky and more like a legit art acting art form and it nearly made me cry to see how far D&D has come you know are we cool now because it certainly feels like it and speaking of sellout shows the Fringe Festival is right around the corner and we've been prepping for it in a rather big way Diceratops has three live shows one of which I get to feature in which is awesome and Fate of Eisen has two live shows back to back obviously I'm in both of them as a main character you can still buy tickets to all of them currently, but they are hot tickets, so there's not heaps left. So if you're keen to attend, don't hesitate or you'll miss out, and I don't want that for you. So, Diceratops prepped by releasing an online recorded miniseries featuring Tom and I as Mascara and Jackwick off on their own adventure, Bed to the Bone, which actually sets up the live show premise, Don't Dream It's Ogre. Uh, you don't have to have listened to the podcast before the live show to enjoy it at all. But it will mean that you get to lord it over everyone with your knowledge of the backstory and how they got there in the first place. Fate of Eisen prepared by finally getting back to the main story. I am honestly so excited to be playing Marley Craft again. It feels like it's been an incredibly long time since she came off the page for real and I missed her so much. I really love her. And although I know that adventuring characters don't always survive to be old heroes, it will destroy me when I lose her or can't ever play her again. So let's not talk anymore about losing something. Let's talk instead about creating something. I'm finally doing what has been on my bucket list since I bought my first published adventure of RPG Drive-Thru. I'm making my own. I've been editing up one of my adventure texts and making sure that all the loopholes and craziness are covered so people don't come at me with too much hate after releasing it. I've also employed the incredible Eldritch Dream Games to help with layout and advice on publishing and they have been incredibly helpful. I've spoken to a few of my friends that are publishers for various D&D stuff about where I should publish it. The differences between all the different sites and stuff and what their advice would be, what they would do differently perhaps if they could do it all again. I've also spoken to artists to commission some pretty pictures to make it all look fancy and so far it all feels a little too surreal to be something I'm really doing. I'm aware I'm taking steps to make it happen but all the steps are so spread out and far apart that it's hard to visualize it in my head right now so I'll keep you posted about this when there is actually something to see I guess. What else? Okay, so yeah, the covers band Wink has played three times. 
Um, I had to do my boss's job for two weeks while she was on holiday. I've had online work conferences up the wazoo because we don't meet in person anymore. So my phone keeps dying while I'm working because they keep doing video calls. Phones are not made for this. Why have they not supplied me with a laptop? Anyway, um, I'm sex positive, so I share things to normalize them because I think sex and sexuality in all its forms are normal and healthy and awesome, but trigger warnings for all of you because I respect you. Skip the next minute or so if you're not wanting to hear overshares. I got a new vibrator, which is incredible. It's called the Perfect Match from Sweet Vibrations. It's hot pink and has the thick bit that you insert and the extra bit that presses on the outside nub. It is so soft and wiggly, and honestly, it's probably the best money that has ever been spent ever, and I am struggling not to use it right now. No. <laughs> anyway, seriously, if you need a new one, that is my hot tip for you, okay? Okay, what else? Um, oh, you're back now? Yeah, you're fine. You, you can be back now. It's safe, I promise. Uh, NZ had a three-day increase in COVID alert levels earlier this week, which meant Auckland was on at-home lockdown and everybody else went back to mask wearing um, and being at distance and having uh, limited gatherings and all of that kind of stuff, while the COVID deniers, who don't know how lucky they are over here, went back to basically being the worst people ever and aggressively yelling at those of us who are trying to do the right thing. Uh, my niece rang up to show me her new ballet outfit and I'm actually not okay with how fast she is growing up. She looked a freaking adorable, but she also looked way too old and I hate it and I nearly cried. So that's news. Um, I got some amazing RPG Christmas presents that I cannot wait to share and review for you all, but I'm going to try and do them over video for YouTube. Ooh, I've been looking into live streaming, which is why my podcasts have been so slow to release because I've been putting in a ton of work to figure out that whole streaming lock and get set up. I even have a new sparkly website under the domain www.com jillsfromnz.com with a brand new logo and I have been working really hard on getting my branding sorted for a brand new year of much gaming and positivity. Now the difference is that my brand is my name not what the podcast is called. So this is J-U-L-Z from nz.com or hashtag those things. I know it's confusing. Um... I'm sure it won't be at all confusing for the future when I want to combine the podcast or split the podcast or I don't know what I want to do with it, but honestly, the podcast may have to have a name change, but we'll get to that later. Oh, and the last thing, I am joining a new game. I'm sure that you've heard Joey over at Hindsightless Podcast, and if you haven't, you need to go over there and check out his podcast. It's really fun, and he talks a lot about Pathfinder prep, and it's very, very smart, so go go listen to him. Um, but he's been telling you all about the prep he's doing for his up-and-coming game of Pathfinder. I'm going to be playing Rosie Ardern in that very game, and I will tell you a whole lot more about Rosie in a future episode, as the game is tomorrow, and I want to go and do some more prep. Reading my character sheet, thinking about what her first actions in combat might be, because Joey said on his podcast that the game is going to start off with a real bang, and that's got me worried. So I think that's well enough for me as a catch-up anyway. 
holy crap, that's 22 minutes. Okay, yeah, no, well enough. I would like to invite you all to my first live stream over on Twitch at New Zealand time and date, 28th of February at 4pm, which I know is Seattle, the 27th at 7pm, and London the 28th at 3.30am. Yeah, you probably won't be there, but <laughs> if I remember to record it, I'll pop it up on YouTube and make it into an audio podcast release too. So yeah, Wish me luck as I foray into new mediums and hopefully do not screw it up too badly. <laughs> Thank you to everyone listening right now. You're awesome and you keep me going and learning and pushing despite my life being the craziest thing ever, full of so much RPG and it's just really hard to keep up with everything. So in personal thanks to my gems, I literally couldn't do this without you. You're incredible. So thank you very much. Um, the next Glitter episode is about the D&D tag that was doing the rounds. And the next Jewels from NZ episode is on the America's Cup still. I'm still bringing that to you. And I'm really excited about that one. I've been doing a lot of work on it. So it's really cool. If you're enjoying listening to Jewels from NZ, please give the show a review on the platform of your choice. It all helps. You can also join up as a Patreon to support the crazy creations that I do and get special um, RPG releases that nobody else does. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Jules from NZ, as I said before, J-U-L-Z from NZ, and Twitter under Jules Bergeser, because somebody else has Jules from NZ and hasn't posted a single tweet since 2016 when they created it, which makes me so mad, but oh well, I'll get over it one day. Enora, kakite ano, aroha nui, and see you again real soon. Goodbye.